Welcome to Learner on Learning. I'm Dr. Howard Lerner, Superintendent of Bergen County Technical Schools, and this is part three of four podcasts relating to innovative career and technical education in this county. Today, we're learning about how high schools can engage in advanced competitive research programs and make impactful contributions around the world. Our guests are Russ Davis, Principal of Bergen County Academies in Hackensack. Hi, Dr. Lerner. Hi, Russ. How are you? And two members of his team, Donna Leonardi, representing the research program. Hi, Dr. Lerner. How are you, Donna? And Paul Kaza, representing the Global Studies Program. Good morning. Let me start uh, with the three of you. I'd like to play a clip from Bill Nye. Does everybody know Bill Nye? He's the the science guy, right? (laughs) Yep. Uh, On what he feels is the most important part about teaching science in our schools. It's not just the facts. The facts are great. They often change as we learn more. But the big thing is to get the process of science. You make an observation, your eyebrows go up, You say to yourself, my goodness, what caused that? Then you come up with an idea or a hypothesis of what made that effect happen, this phenomenon that you observed. And then you come up with a way to test it. You test it, and then you see what happened and compare what you thought would happen with what did happen. And you compare your hypothesis to the outcome. Uh, Ms. Leonardi, what are we doing here at BCA to familiarize students with not just the facts, but the process of science. So a lot of the students are interested in cancer research mm-hmm. and uh, you know neuroscience and things like that. And they actually design, implement, carry out, analyze all on their own. It's an independent, unique learning experience. If they were in research labs on the outside, they would walk in and the PI or principal investigator would say, this is your project. This is, you know, this is my area of interest and this is what you're going to do. But some students have commented when they come back, our alumni, they say, this is the only time they've ever been allowed to do what they wanted to do and to design their own project. Therefore, that leads to projects that are very unique and very interdisciplinary. So it's really about what they're motivated Mm -hmm. to learn about. Can you give the audience just one example of the research projects that you're working on in that lab? Well, one of my students uh, is actually working on something called pseudogenes. We teach our students in biology about the junk DNA, but I think we're finding that the junk DNA really isn't uh, so much unimportant. And these genes actually help to regulate the transcription and expression of uh, protein expression of uh, proteins that are important in controlling the cell and the cell cycle and so forth, in, in, which becomes very important in disease such as cancer and so forth. In, in what respect? Well, if we understand that there are such things as pseudogenes, genes that can actually manipulate the uh, cycle of a cell, because cancer is really nothing more than uncontrolled cell division. So if we're able to understand even in more detail about how a cell goes awry, then the students can, you know, become innovators and actually perhaps go on to design medications that will address those pseudogenes and so forth. That's fantastic. What the students will do is they'll go to the chemistry lab Mm -hmm. then to create nanoparticles. They'll create nanoparticles that have drugs encapsulated in them. They'll create nanoparticles that have membranes of our immune system cells that will target cancer cells. They'll actually go right to the cancer cells. So there's some enmeshment uh, between our different sciences and our different labs. Oh, absolutely. So we also, I mentioned, a uh, we have a microscopy suite. So my students who 
develop these nanoparticles in the chemistry lab, but then work with them in the bio lab. Mm -hmm. They go to the microscopy suite and image those nanoparticles on our scanning electron microscope. We can look inside of our cells then with the transmission electron microscope and see exactly what those particles are doing. Do they get in? Do they uh, go to certain organelles? Or, you know, is that the way that they're working? And so forth. That's fantastic. And Dr. Lerner, oftentimes when we ask a student why they did a particular type of research, they often have a story. Uh, It could be a family member who has a certain disease, and that's the passion that the student brings to their research. Yeah, that's great. I think that's remarkable. I just met with uh, our 11 Regeneron semifinalists. We're very proud of them. Yeah, as you should be. Um, And I was asking about their research. You know, one is working with, you know, type 1 diabetes situation. Another one was talking about uh, brain cancer. So, I mean, it, you know, it's vast in terms of what we're what we're looking at, and and I think that's fantastic in our in our research program. Now, I'd like to play another clip for the three of you, um, and it asks us to take a broader look at education. Uh, this is Dr. Fernando Reimers, the director of Harvard University's International Education Program. Take a listen. Our children and youth are living in a world that is increasingly interdependent. It is very important for all of us to understand this world in which we live. And global education is an avenue to provide an opportunity to acquire that knowledge, those skills, and that understanding. Mr. Keza, listening to that clip, um, I want to ask you, how are we introducing global concepts to our students? So back in 2006 was the first official BCA Global Studies program with a small group of students um, traveling from New Jersey over to Taiwan. Since then, actually, we have brought, um, at the end of, by the end of this school year, almost 1,000 students abroad in that time. Wow. And we've actually hosted over 900 students here on campus as well. All of our programs here are homegrown. So we plan 100% of all we do in-house. We do not use external tour companies. We do not go to a brochure and pick a tour out from page 43. It's pre-boxed. Mm-hmm. Everything is built by BCA teachers um, and is done so at a much lower cost. So that's the difference number one. Number two is our educational partners around the world. So in each of our programs, we have either a secondary school, which is much like BCA. It could be um, Bexley Grammar School in London, which is a, one of the top performing IB schools in the UK. It could be the American College of Greece in, in Greece. Um, or it could be a university, like we work with the University of Eastern Finland last year for engineering collaboration. So, so we... Um have all of our academies involved in these global exchange through, programs? Through a rotation of two to three years, we are hitting um, all of our academies through our academic themes. So all of our programs are not generic tour programs. They are all done around a theme. Um, for example, um, in the past couple of years, we've done an engineering collaboration in Finland. We have done a cultural exploration in the United Arab Emirates. We have done a STEM delegation to Israel music in Denmark, theater in London, and so on and so forth. So some of our, our current projects going on and that have happened the past couple of years do include um, a collaboration with Kokotaiji High School in Japan, and they are recently recognized this past year as one of the top 10 high schools in Japan. Part of the reason that award was given to them was actually because of their relationship with the Bergen Academies. Um, this year here, we have um, eight different countries we're traveling to. We hope to bring around 190 to 200 students abroad. Some of our trips this year include a music and science outreach in Denmark, um, a, our first ever humanities global exchange to Greece, exploring the birthplace of democracy. 
uh, medical studies program in London, a theater intensive in London, a cultural program in South Korea, a tech program in Toronto, a leadership program in Singapore, and also a coral reef research program in Israel. Do we do anything in Bergen County? Mr. Kaiser. We do a lot of the pro, the, the, well, the, 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 the pre and the post. So a lot of these students, um, you know, as we're, we're filming this, this, this podcast right now, there's, there's actually a web, um, this morning at 7.30, we had a Skype call with our partners in Greece. So this year, we're hosting groups from Singapore, from Denmark, um, and from um, Japan. As Singapore, Denmark, and Japan are coming this spring. We host a group from Australia in the fall. And when they come here, of course, they all want to see what goes on inside the walls of this great high school. So they'll often be shadowing one of our BCA ambassador students for an entire school day here. So there's a lot of pre and post work done actually here in Bergen County with our partners. So I, I do know um, about our global studies program because Every single time that we send uh, a group of students abroad, uh, when they return, uh, I come to meet with the faculty and the students who, who attended, uh, along with, with the principal, um, and the, the feedback that I receive is tremendous. But Russ, what, what type of feedback do you hear from not only the students, uh, but the parents as well? Sitting in on the meetings when the students return from a global exchange is amazing. Uh, the connections that they've made with students and teachers around the world is something that you really can't reproduce here at the school. Uh, and the best line that I ever heard from a student who returned uh, from one of our global studies was, Mr. Davis, the world feels smaller to me now. And that really is the goal of what we're trying to do here in Hackensack, New Jersey, but extending our reach around the world. And sometimes I like to tell people that we're a high school that thinks we're a college. Mm -hmm. So we do incorporate some free time into the child's day or the student's day. And that gives them the ability to take electives, to take projects, to do hands-on learning in all of our labs that Donna mentioned before. Uh, it just is a unique environment to be a part of. I think that's really important because that's when the students can come to the lab to carry out their uh, research projects. Mm -hmm. uh, because we have the extended day, many of the students are able to come to the labs every single day of the week mm -hmm. to work on their cells or whatever project they're engaged in at the time. It's quite different than working in a research lab outside of school because those students frequently go for six weeks during the summer or maybe on one day over a weekend. So our students are able to really advance their research by having that extra amount of time that they can spend in the lab if that is their passion. And Mr. Davis, um, what's our, our newest lab? Our newest lab is our agri-science research. And the one thing that we've found, uh, the famous phrase is, if you build it, they will come. And we've built an amazing lab out there. And we've found students who are just as passionate in agri-science research as in all of the fields that we deal with. So, so, so what do we do in agri-science? What, what are some of the... We've got a lot of experiments going on out there with hydroponics and aquaponics. It is also the place that we house our coral reef research. And um, we've just got... A lot of excitement and activity going on out there with students who may not have been interested in some of the other areas. They found their passion here with agriscience. So the coral reef research. Paul, do, do we have that connected to our global studies program in any way? Um, we're actually working in collaboration with the Inter-University Institute for Marine Sciences in Eilat, Israel. And we've been going back and forth with re the researchers there who are experts in coral reef restoration. We have a group of 16 students um, plus faculty traveling to the Institute this coming March, um, which is located on the coast of the Red Sea. 
and they'll be attending lectures there from marine biologists, mm-hmm. as well as presenting our in-house research to the experts in coral restoration and getting feedback on our research in Israel. And you'd be surprised that there are experts in New Jersey with regard to uh, reef bleaching. uh, And those individuals are very happy to help our students with their research projects. Terrific. If there's one thing I would add, I would say, you know, education was based on the three R's. Right now, I look at it a little bit as the, the two C's, connecting and collaborating. And whether we're connecting and collaborating between students here or elsewhere or professionals in the fields, uh, that really is what we do here best at BCA. Well, it's, it's really interesting you say that, Russ, because that's my motto as a superintendent here in Bergen County is to connect and collaborate with our local school districts, mm-hmm. our, the, the local LEAs, and try to work with them to maybe create a CTE program in a local high school where we, the experts in CTE, can come in, provide the studies for career and tech ed, and let them provide the academics. So we are working towards that goal. Um, and hopefully uh, in the near future, we're going to have some connections with local high schools. Great. Well, I want to thank you, Mr. Davis, Ms. Leonardi, Mr. Kayser, for taking the time to share some of the amazing things that are happening here at Bern County Academies. And to all you listeners, thank you for joining us on this, the third session of Learner on Learning.